0: Welcome back to new to medical device sales. I am your host Jacob McLaughlin and I'm excited to be bringing you guys today part two of our talk with Leah rats. We actually end up are going to break this up into four podcasts because we had so much to go over and last week. After going into detail about Medical Sales College, this week we're going to go into what the difference is of working for a distributor compared to a W-2 and really just her experience in it. So. This second podcast of a series of actually four is going to be her experience of working for a distributorship and everything and the big differences between a W-2 and a 1099 and we kind of dig in deep there. But then we will be having two other episodes that I'm super excited to be bringing you guys here in the future. So be on the lookout for that and let's jump into it. Now I really want to jump in this because you've mentioned it a couple of times. So you work for a distributor. And a lot of the people on the podcast don't really know what that is. I'd love to kind of go into what the difference is between like a distributor and like one of these big W-2 companies, like, you know, let's just say Striker, Medtronic, Johnson Johnson, what everybody knows. That's a, like where you could be a W-2 and talk about the difference of a distributorship and even in like compensation. But also I want this for the listeners of education. Like, you know, we talked about some need a four-year degree. Well, in a distributor route, maybe you don't. And so I'd just love to touch on all that for the listeners. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, I'll try and explain that as best as possible. Yeah, I might be a little convoluted, but <laughs> um, when you work for a distributor, like I work for Unified, they um, I have a distributor prin- principal, and then these companies like don't hire direct reps, so they go towards my distributor um, and like pretty much say, "Hey, do you guys have do you, do you want a line or my distributor reach? to them and say, "Hey, I want a Recon line," so that company will then use our sales force to get to, to sell their stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't work direct for that company. I'm an independent contractor. I have these lines that I represent, but I don't work direct for them. So um, the big thing with that is I'm a 1099 and a direct rep is W2. And what that means is the W2 reps can only sell that company's products. Uh, when you're an independent contractor like myself that works for a distributorship, um, we can carry multiple different companies products as long as they they're not the same. Yep. Like they're they're not the same products. Like I can't sell a distal radius with uh, plate with one company and the other company also has it. And I can't sell both plates going in with everything. Yep. So non-competing um products I could sell and they don't care if I bring on more stuff. So for me, our distributorship pretty much has an entire orthopedic bag. There are some companies like Zimmer and a few others that don't just do recon, but like for the most part, like there are companies that if you're a, a recon and joint rep, you're not a trauma rep and, and you're not, you're, you're limited to the opportunities of what you could sell. Mm-hmm. And you're only allowed to sell that certain specialty if that makes sense yeah. whereas when you're a distributorship principal, there's nothing really holding you back you can sell upper extremity you can sell joints you can do trauma you can do biologics you can do oncology if I want I mean I have non-surgical things that I I sell that's in my quote-unquote bag uh, but that's the beauty of being a 1099 the biggest beauty of being a 1099 is the write-offs and the tax benefits so I mean I think that's a big
0: thing to touch on real quick. Cause like a 1099, (laughs) you're your own business.
1: Exactly. Which sometimes when you're first starting off, it is a little difficult until you start getting your own business. Um, Because just figuring out what's what I could write off and you have to find a good tax accountant, which, you know, I'm five years in, I'm still trying to find a good accountant. Um, But the thing with that is like all your gas, your everything for your business, you have to pay out of your pocket. At the end of the year, you can write it off, but you're not paying like, you know, these high, huge tax brackets, you're able to hold on to your money. And, and, you know, I
0: don't know. So, so no, a good so point have to talk
1: about. Definitely.
0: No, yeah, good point. Like, I'm just saying, so like, for my company. They give me a car and they pay for my gas. They give me a gas card, yes. right? So I don't ever worry about it. It just goes to the company. They do that. And then what, but what Lee is saying is like, so since I'm a W2, I get a certain, like what my base and my salary and whatever I make, I'm getting taxed on all that. I'm not writing anything off. I'm getting taxed on, you know, let's say I make a hundred K. If I make a hundred K, I'm getting taxed on the whole hundred
1: K. At but least if, like 30, at least here in California, it's like 35%.
0: No, exactly. So
1: if he makes an extra hundred K. He's getting to only he's thirty five thousand dollars of that hundred k is getting taken away by taxes. And Whereas you can kind of like write off and and bring that number down a little bit more and out, out set your
0: exactly. So like if you made a hundred k, but again you had car, you had expenses, and let's say it was twenty five thousand dollars for the year. Well, you're only going to get taxed on the seventy five k, not the whole hundred so again we're not tax professionals it's just no yeah it's just something really
1: to that part, it's just but. something
0: to like I know I'll get comments to be like you guys idiots. Like, because I've had that before but like yeah. just the, the thing is to understand a w-2 I don't worry about it basically I get paid for everything my company takes care of it and then I get taxes taken out compared to with Leo as a 1099 it's her own business and she's having to do this stuff
1: and that sounds bad. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, oh, I don't want to deal with like, my own, like getting an account in and writing all this stuff off. The pros of it are you're paying less in taxes, yep. a lot less, significantly less, honestly. And um, you get, nobody's telling you what you can and can't sell. Yep. So your opportunities are are much bigger than if you're just working for one company. There are companies that have the big name. And it's like, Oh, that sounds really great to want to work for the bigger, the bigger companies, but it's, I don't know. It's then they kind of like can limit to you as like, okay, well, that's all you can sell and that's about it.
0: Well, and that's, that's perfect. Cause I want to kind of transition this, to like this part, like exactly what you're saying. Everybody sees the big names and that's what they want to. And everybody who calls me, I challenge them on that because for first off, I think it's like, it's like the Harvard thing, right? People talk to about Harvard just so they can go to Harvard or so they can Here. talk about going to Harvard, but no, who cares. <laughs> The only people who care are the people like wanting to go to Harvard. Otherwise, like for me, I'm like, I could care less where I work. If one's paying a hundred K more, who cares if it's Joe Schmo's medical or wherever it's at. If I have the opportunity again, as long as it aligns with everything, that's what people really forget about. But also what you're saying is like, if I go work for a big company, maybe I don't believe in every, like my product or all this different stuff, but I'm limited to just this. But like, if you're in a, 1099 and you're able to pick up different lines maybe you can yeah. have different options and also i say this all the time for me is like well if i only sell a certain product well i can only go see a doctor about that certain product but like you're saying That's is right. if you have a bunch of different stuff well you can go pick up a line now you can yeah. go see a doctor about something else and maybe it leads into something well, else for you so
1: just like a real-time situation is you know there's joint reps there's trauma reps some some companies have both together but for me if a, a patient has a, a fracture proximal humerus and you can either fix it with a plate or with a reverse shoulder, okay? Sometimes there's a, a, a rep in the room that's for the proximal humor, like the reverse shoulder. And then there's another rep in the room for the proximal humorous plate, the plate and screws. So what they have to do is they bring all their stuff in the day before, they come in the day of the case, they wait around, maybe sometimes now the case is delayed three hours. You wait three hours for the case, you go into the room, and the doctor opens it up and says, yeah, there's no way I'm fixing this. I have to replace the shoulder. Now the person, the, the rep that just did all that work to get all those trays there the day before, go sit there for four hours. Now they just lost out and they have nothing to go. Whereas like for me, I had the whole bag and I'm able to bring on the whole bag and I'm not going to lose out in the case.
0: Yeah. I can and- And that's huge. And then the one thing I did want to just touch on that, because people will be like asking this, I know is let's talk about like pay a little bit. And I'm not saying like actually saying how much you make or anything, but kind of like the breakdown. So for example, you know, like with distributors, is it eat what you kill? Is it base plus salary? Like, how do they do it that way?
1: Everyone is, I've talked to a lot of distributorships and I've seen so many different models. Some models, um, like a distributorship here in LA, what they do is everyone's commission kind of goes into one pot and then it gets separated um I don't know I I don't think that's the right way I know that sounds awful yes like the the stragglers are paying their dues and delivering trays and whatnot but I think in every organization there's always 20 percent of the people are the ones that are bringing everything in and 80 percent are the stragglers and I don't know I love my team they're my best I hope no one's listening to this but for my the way our like my distributorship works is we get a salary some like some kind of base to like help every and that base is like okay well you have to help that person on the other side of town or you have to go do that and it kind of just covers the ground so it makes us want to help each other if that makes sense and then we get paid when if we bring on business we get a commission off of that business but then like there's there's people some distributor routes where because The distributors are on their own. There's not money just getting fed to the distributors to go sell it. You know what I mean? Like our base salaries aren't just like, all right, well, here's money to just pay your reps. It's not like that. This is coming out of my distributors. pockets. all about like how everything's working and based off a business. So there's a, he's pretty much for my distributor. He's we're in the field every day. He's pretty much eat what you kill and, and hiring people on and just hoping that they bring more business on to help feed the pot for all of us to keep going if that makes sense Don't so understand. it just depends on like there are distributor reps that they literally are just spending for themselves and they live off of every single paycheck and you know now that we're like where i've come i my my guarantee is oh and then there's other guarantees where they'll say all right here's sixty thousand dollars a year but if you want to make more you have to kind of like even out your guarantee of bringing enough business to like offset your guarantee and then anything more then you'll start making more on top of that
0: yep
1: does that make sense like it kind 100%. of offset. so it really just comes down to the distributorship model and what their team their their team's working they um, it's to. pretty much like on your own then i feel like then people don't want to help each other kind of in a way yeah but I think anybody getting into this industry before they say, yes, really figure out the team dynamics because you're not going to go anywhere without a team, especially for like an ortho. Like we have to be in every single case. I don't know for you. Like sometimes, you, sometimes you can have cases going without you being there.
0: Exactly. Yep.
1: We have to be in every single, anytime a screws going in, we have to be there anytime. Like it's, it's very rare of the cases, like of the type of cases that I don't have to be there. Mm-hmm you know what i mean so for that you really have to have a good team and and model of how who's going to help you and who's going to have your back
0: too 100% and the thing i i do want to just touch on for everyone who's listening like she said each distributor is going to be different you know like some might do just to eat what you kill some might do a base with a you know, and when we when we say base or salary everyone's like they think salary is guaranteed, right? Like if I say app plan, they think it's their salary. No, like if we're saying like a salary, let's say you make a hundred K, maybe $40,000 is a base guaranteed. That's what you're going to get. They split up monthly. And then the 60,000 comes out of commission and what you have to actually earn, eat what you kill, quote unquote, right? That yeah. there's, everybody's going to do it different. Even with the big companies, everybody's going to do it a little different from what I've seen when I've talked to a lot of people, um, at least in the spaces I'm in, you know, it's going to be like half of it or some of it's going to be a base and some of it's going to be commission. It's going to be sp- split but you know i know some other ones more in like ortho after a couple of years they'll actually go more just eat what you kill commission because on yeah. average for those right. guys they're probably going to make more money if they did that compared to if they were just sitting on a base you know exactly. three four years in so just something yeah. to consider but the one thing i really want to touch on with leah is like you know i get people who reach out who they've had experience of in sales they've done it since they were 18 19 but they didn't go get that four-year degree you know and when those big companies are like you can't get in Some, there might be ways around it, but there's some with HR, you just can't, right? Like you just, they need the four-year degree, but this is what we were talking about. With a distributorship, it might be a way around it to break into medical device sales, get that experience, and again, not have to go back and get that four-year degree because again, if you can break in and show your worth and you've crushed it, A, you don't need to go to these giant companies, but also go into it. So I would love to talk about that real quick.
1: No, and just for everyone's like no, I am a huge promoter of going 1099. If I had to do this all over again, I would do it all over the same thing. Not no different. I don't know if I would actually ever work W2 now. Yep. Um, and a lot of 1099 reps will say that like, until you get used to it, it's like, just cause you're not used to it in the beginning you're used to like these nice fancy packages to like sign on bonus. Like, I don't, I don't know what sign on bonuses, but you know, like healthcare and like, $200 a month for your health insurance that you have to pay as an independent contractor, you trust the process that $200, you're not, it's a write-off. You know what I mean? Like, it's not going to be a bothersome in a year or two, but, but just, I'm like a big, I just want to make sure I say that, like, I will never be W2. I like 1099. So anybody that doesn't have a four-year degree and you need to go the 1099 route, it's not, it's not like you have to do anything less, like it's less important. Like it's Honestly, I I personally feel it's better than W-2. But that's my opinion.
0: No, and I love it. No, no, no. And I love that. And I'm glad you said that because I'll just be honest. Like, everybody knows that I was a personal trainer before this. I still have my own LLC. I still do 1099. I, like... There's business stuff that I do, and, and just like you're saying, there's a freedom that comes when you're 1099, but most people don't, like, again, I, I work with a lot of business owners. You learn about the freedom and stuff that comes when, when you own your own business, and so most people don't want to think about it. those
1: aren't as nice as, like, but as, as good as freedom sounds. <laughs> like, oh, I have to take that myself. I guess I don't really like that freedom No, No, exactly. No,
0: and then there is that stuff. No, 100%. And everybody's, and that's what we talk about. There's, the, everybody's going to be different, right? Because I talk to people, they're like, I don't want to think about it. I just want to get paid a certain amount. And that, and then my tax get, and that's it, right? See, but
1: that mi- mindset to me doesn't scream sales.
0: No, 100%. And I'm, trust me, <laughs> I get you with that, right? I'm like, uh, right back at you.
1: I'm like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm like, when I first started, I'm like, all right. I need you to tell me how long you think it's possible, like realistically possible that I can be making $200,000 a year. Like I was like, I'm ready. You tell me what I have to do and I'll do whatever it takes. Like just tell me what I need to do. Same thing.
0: Well, I know it's funny to me. I was just saying this to one of my buddies uh, because I actually just, the last podcast was like, you shouldn't do sales if you're not thinking you're going to make it right like cuz i get there like how do you know if it's yeah. the wrong choice and i was like good lord like you're going into sales um but yeah my my talk is like i've never once nobody's ever asked me and i'm like well i hope i perform at like 80% i'm like i'm gonna crush my number like and even just like now just so you guys know like i actually just i got shouted out on the company car call today i just closed a giant deal i'm I'm over quota. Again, a year yeah, and a half yeah. in. Uh, so again, it's fun, but like, I joke around just like you. I've never been like, what if, like, if I don't perform, it's like, what do I have to do? And and like you said, when we're talking big numbers, I tell, I told people when I was trying to break in, I was like, I was a trainer working a hundred hours a week, making thirty forty thousand $40,000. I was like, you showed yeah. me an opportunity to financially change my life. Yeah. You haven't even seen anything yet. It
1: gets addicting. It gets addicting. It's, it's exciting. And if money thrills you, like one big interview question. I guess we'll talk to what I'm looking for in like someone. And, and we can tra-
0: we can transition into that right now if you'd like to. Because again, I, I just wanted to get across to everybody that if you don't have a four years degree or four year degree, you don't have to get nope. one to go nope. into medical device sales. You there's other ways around it, and it's just doing your research
1: and putting the work in.
0: Yeah, hundred like, percent. Being hungry.
1: Putting, be hungry because people will see that. Like I don't know. Be prepared. You know, do the obvious like techniques and, you know, I don't know, we'll get into that too. But I think the biggest, my, like when it comes down to being hungry is just have, know your why and, and why you're doing this. And that's like the best advice I could do.
0: Thanks for listening, you guys. And like always, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us grow this channel so we can impact others. If you guys are looking to break into medical device sales, check out my book, New to Medical Device Sales Guide for Breaking in at New to Medical device sales.com link is in the description again just going over how i got four job offers from top 30 companies with no previous sales experience going into detail of things like your 30 60 90 day plan how to reach out to reps how to be prepared questions i got asked during the interview and all the above and then also we have my brand new book out first year in, just going over how I've taken the lowest performing territory in the nation, how I've exceeded quota already, and how I'm going to most likely be in the top 10. Again, just sharing my tips to you guys. And then if you guys would like one of those 30, 60, 90 day plans, go to new medical device sales. You can just put your email in and you guys can get that free 30, 60, 90 day plan as well as get signed up for our email that we send out on a weekly basis now. And then again, if you guys would like to reach out to me on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram at New to Medical Device Sales or LinkedIn, Jacob McLaughlin. Always happy to speak with you guys. I appreciate the support. I appreciate you guys all the time. Again, check out new to com to get anything you need, and I'll see you on the next one. Peace.